0: Welcome, everyone, to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now, we give you the absolute best foodie news, and our professionals will give you recipes and cooking tips. So, let's get the show started. All
1: right, everyone, welcome to the show. Here's what you're going to hear today this show is all about fast food. The whole hour, we're going to examine the fast food industry. I have 80 fast food restaurants. I went through every single menu, and I'm going to give you the best bang for your buck at those restaurants. I also have written 50 very fascinating stuff about the fast food industry. Uh, McDonald's is actually the world's largest toy distributor. Uh, A study confirmed that 48% of fast food soda fountains contain fecal matter. Ew. Stuff like that. Okay, my co host today is food photo journalist, Amaris Pollock. She's also a very talented and accomplished cook. Amaris, from a cook's perspective, <coughs> what is your view of the overall fast food industry, good or bad?
2: Um, okay, so here's the thing. I didn't grow up on fast food. I grew up in a household where my mother made everything from scratch. So I've kind of been pampered in the foodie world since day one. Um, Fast food has always been something where it's like, Oh my god, I'm starving! I still have to drive somewhere. I need food, and here's some fast food. So to me, like fast food is something where I eat it if <laughs> if I'm like desperate. Um, there are definitely improvements upon fast food um, that have come about. You know, I know that certain fast food restaurants were um, what do they call it? The fast casual. Um, restaurants, right? Uh, they have started to do things to compete with actual restaurants to try to draw crowds. You know, I know that McDonald's, for one, I was on a road trip and needed to to stop off and get something to eat. And I was like, there's table service at McDonald's? Right. Um, again, I wouldn't per se... <laughs> I wouldn't say that fast food is something where I would go to and like, oh, I definitely have to do this. There is definitely like some late night, you know, like if you've been out drinking with your friends and you want some Taco Bell, I we've been known to do that. Um, but then you suffer the next day. Uh, not to say that it's terrible. Uh, Budget wise, it definitely makes sense to to go to a fast food joint because you can eat at a fast casual restaurant um, for less money than you would... At a sit-down diner,
1: right? And that uh, that opinion you just gave is probably the same opinion from millions and millions of people out there, uh, because you are not the first person that has said that exact same thing. I also want to let everyone know if you want if you want to know more about fast food, simply email us diningonadimeyahoo.com. Send us your thoughts on fast food—good, bad, or indifferent. Let's go through a couple of these fascinating facts. It's pretty fun. So we're going to do fascinating facts. At around 5.30, we're going to talk to our alcohol expert, uh, interestingly enough, Matt Maritea. Uh, he's going to give you some interesting facts about fast food. And then I'm going to save the second half hour, and I have 80 different restaurants. Obviously, we probably won't get to all 80, uh, but I, I looked through the fast food menus, and I gave you the best bang, the best value for your dollar, because we are dining on a dime. Let's go through some fascinating facts Interestingly enough, Colonel Sanders was a fascinating fella, Very fascinating guy.
2: So was he an actual person? I think
1: he was Kentucky,
2: I think. Well, yes, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, is no, the...
1: Colonel Sanders is a person.
2: Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't know that.
1: Oh, okay. Well, he's a fascinating dude. Uh, he started out being uh, running the kitchen in a gas station, right? Okay. That was his, uh, you know, original thing. And somebody opened a gas station making homemade meals next to him, and they actually had a gunfight. <laughs> Just an interesting guy. I would suggest to our listeners uh, Google Colonel Sanders, a really fascinating guy. After Colonel Sanders left KFC, he badmouthed the food like you would not believe. <laughs> he said that the uh, mashed potatoes were bland, he didn't like the chicken. And he also opened up another restaurant. So just so interesting tidbit, Colonel Sanders actually opened up another restaurant after he left KFC. So I found that pretty interesting. Uh, The KFC, Amherst, let's get your thoughts on this. Okay. KFC is known for 11 secret spices. And they are truly secret spices because half of the spices are made in one plant. And then the other half is made at a totally different location, and then they are mixed together. So that is how secret the KFC 11 secret spices are.
2: I mean that's definitely taking it a little far, but I guess if they're <laughs> trying to keep it secret, unless if two people at both the factories know each other, um, that's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, why like,
2: would they do that? Uh, well, they they're obviously trying to keep it under lock and key. Like if you're separating two fact um, the spices to two different te- factories, then clearly you are taking like a greater length to try to keep your your recipe secret. Um, Obviously, they're, they're counting on no one being, you know, no one from either factory being smart enough to Google the different locations out of the factories that supply it um, and then, therefore, you know, communicate with somebody at that factory.
1: Let me ask you a business question. Okay. Do you think that customers go there because of the mystique of the 11 secret spices?
2: No, I do not. I think that customers go there because it is fried chicken. It's a guaranteed of like, I can feed a large, you know, family of, we'll say five. Um, there's different size buckets. Like they give you large quantities of sides. They're, they're going there because, you know, there is a section of your brain that gets set off when you eat fatty foods. And Fatty foods are an addiction. Absolutely. And um, and they definitely would adhere to that. They're full of fat, but it tastes good because of the spices.
1: Okay. Well, my thing is this. If, you're, if your gig is that you have 11 secret spices, you know in the world of texting and calling, you know well that somebody from that one plant can call the other person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And find out. So I think it's all for show. I, I really do. Okay, here's an interesting thing. 96% of kids around the world recognized Ronald McDonald. Only 58% recognized Jesus.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's so sad.
1: (laughs) That's a fascinating fact.
2: That's actually a little sad.
1: (laughs) And here's something that our listeners don't know, I'll bet, uh, because it was news to me. If coffee at Dunkin' Donuts is not used within 18 minutes, uh, Dunkin' Donuts throws the coffee out and makes brand new coffee.
2: Dunkin' Donuts. Yep. Okay, I I think that that's not so true, because I've definitely had Dunkin' Donuts coffee where it was, like, burnt. Like, the <laughs> coffee was full-on burnt, and I'm sorry, but I'm a coffee drinker, and tasting burnt coffee just does not do it for me.
1: Well, let's say it's a company policy. <laughs> might not be followed through. Yeah, it uh. might
2: not be followed through, but it's. I guess it is a policy, and, you know, <laughs> just because something's policy doesn't mean every worker follows it.
1: Exactly. And Taco Bell was actually sued for calling their ground beef beef when it's actually only 35% beef. Really? Yes, and the so guy won the lawsuit.
2: What is the filler? I would. It's
1: add- just filler. I don't know. I don't want to go that deep. I was afraid to dig that deep.
2: <laughs> just, okay, I I'm also live on Facebook right now. Oh, right. And, yeah, so say hi to our viewers. Everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. If if there is filler and not meat in beef, um, that's a little disturbing. <laughs> I mean, it definitely like I now understand why I've I've had problems after eating taco. Bell. Bell.
1: <laughs> it, it's disturbing, actually. It but, is very
2: disturbing.
1: But the guy won the lawsuit uh, because he said that the ground beef inside their filler is is all filler and, and only 35% was actual beef.
2: That is. N- n- n-
1: <laughs> here's, a, here's something even more disturbing. In 2011, Harvard accepted 7% of all applicants, but McDonald's. Only accepted 6.2%. So McDonald's actually accepted less people than Harvard (laughs) for a job.
2: (laughs) I mean, think about how many people, though, must be applying to a McDonald's job. You get like kids who are just of age to apply to work there who are like, I want some, you know, little spending cash on the side or, you know, they want to save up for something. Um, Then you get people who graduate college that are kind of in the interim. You know, there is a lot of people who apply. Yeah,
1: That is true. And this show is all about fast food uh the 100% about fast food we're going through our fascinating facts but 45 minutes into the podcast i will start giving you the best bang for your buck at over 80 fast food places so let's continue with our fascinating facts one out of every eight american workers have actually worked at mcdonald's so that's a pretty interesting thing
2: that is definitely interesting
1: Uh, Some of McDonald's salads actually have more calories than the Big Mac. So that's interesting. Uh, Chicken McNuggets were originally Onion McNuggets until people realized that the chicken sells better than the onion. They were filled with
2: onions. That, I mean... It depends if they sautéed the onions and made them flavorful of whether or not that would be appealing. But then also, not everybody likes onions.
1: All right, here's where we need food photojournalist Amaris Pollock's input. You are a cook. You love to cook. IHOP uses pancake batter to make their omelets fluffy. Does that even make sense? Is that what you would do? So in order to make their omelets fluffy... They actually add pancake batter.
2: I mean, I've heard that before. That's okay. not the first time I've heard that they've done that. Um, also, I think it's something with their corporate th- uh, policy as well that yeah. they want that they want to incorporate the the pancakes. Um, but as far as keeping it fluffy, you do not need pancake batter to keep your eggs fluffy. You don't need to do that. How about that?
1: That's interesting. <laughs> Uh, a person in the USA is never more than 100 miles from a McDonald's. So no matter where you live in the country, there's always a McDonald's within 100 miles.
2: Uh, that's almost like a wa- like Wawa's nowadays, at least up yeah. in the Northeast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can throw a stone and hit a Wawa.
1: That's, that's actually <clears throat> a good point. A single burger at a fast food place? Might have meat from a 100 cows. One burger at a fast food place could have a combination of meat from at least 100 cows. (laughs) People at home are like, okay. (laughs) Uh,
2: Because they mix it, I assume. Yeah,
1: because it's all ground together. Yeah. All right. I mean, Uh, that makes sense. There is a link. Now, this is obvious. There is a link between uh, the fast food industry and uh, depression. So uh, people that eat a lot of fast food, there's actually a link uh, that they are suffering from depression.
2: (laughs) I mean, I can't attest to that. I'm not a therapist.
1: (laughs) More than one-third of all American kids have eaten fast food. The average American spends $1,200 on fast food every year, which is incredible. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back from break, more interesting facts, 530, Matt Maratea. And then after that, I have 80. Best bang for your buck at 80 different fast food places. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back.
0: You can find Table for One, written by Dining on a Dime's own Kevin Wilson, at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com.
1: Okay, we are back. Myself, Amaris Pollock, food photojournalist uh, and cook, which is why she's a, a really important part of our panel. Uh, Wendy's, this is fascinating. Wendy's is the only fast food chain that sells baked potatoes, and I always go out of my way to find a Wendy's for that and they sell 1 million baked potatoes every week.
2: They also sell chili and um the frosties. You can't, I mean Wendy's, you cannot go wrong with the frosties. Look, I mean aside from the fact that you're throwing out facts, um if you if we're going to discuss fast food, we should probably discuss some of the stuff that we get out there. Sure,
1: we will after the second and a half hour. Oh, okay. We'll that. Yeah, that was already uh, th- thought of, but Let me ask you as a cook and an industry professional, why do you think no other fast food places, if they're selling one million baked potatoes a week, what would the reason that other fast food places do do not uh, go on that train, like add potatoes?
2: Um, I would take a gander and say that it would just take extra time because if you're going to bake a potato, it does take a longer period of time to cook than the five minute burger where they're, you know, searing a a burger that's and I'm going to use air quotes not frozen <laughs> um, on on their on their grill, and then they ha- they keep things in a warmer. Um, so when somebody comes up to the drive through window or comes up to the counter, they order what they want, and it's oh, it's already pretty much done. They just have to slap it together. Baked bata- baked potatoes, I would say, in essence, could be kept in a warmer, but to put the effort forth in order to bake it and do it right, it takes more time. So I would assume that that would be the reason why other fast food restaurants don't carry a baked potato. Okay,
1: let's dive into Subway. Subway actually has the most locations of all fast food places around the country and the world. All right, let's dig a little bit into Subway. Subway was started by a 17-year-old kid with a $1,000 loan from a family friend. So think about that, and if it, it gives you people at home hope. This guy, this dude got a $1,000 loan from a family friend, and now Subway is the largest uh, fast food chain in the world.
2: Yeah, it's immensely, uh, a huge franchise. Um, and if you really dig into it, a lot of companies that have become franchised started out in, like, a garage or with, like, uh, hopes and dreams, you know, Clearly, Subway definitely I did. I believe Microsoft
1: also. Oh, was, yeah. And, uh, they, were in, they were in his garage. And exactly.
2: You know, they were in his garage.
1: Fascinating stuff. <clears throat> uh, there are 38 million possible sandwich combinations at Subway. 38 million possible combinations with the. Lunch meat that they have there.
2: Yeah. Um, you can choose whatever lunch meat you want, but uh, maybe order extra lunch meat because they literally count every quote-unquote slice, and they're like little half moons and little triangles. I'm
1: glad you said that because that's actually a brilliant point. There is actual a certain amount of meat that mm-hmm. they're supposed to put on each sandwich.
2: Yeah, I think it's like four or five slices for like your foot long. Yeah. Uh, um, of, like, turkey or ham or whatever it is that you order from there.
1: And that's why I don't go to Subway. Only because I think the sandwiches are really thin. I mean, they're very thin. They are. And you can go to your local... We were listened to all over the world last week. And I'm talking to everybody. No matter where in the <coughs> world you are right now, you can get a better sandwich probably anywhere your local <laughs> deli. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And I want to also point out, um, for commercial marketing photos... When you take a photo of something, it actually is supposed to look accurate to what you receive. So those photos that you see online and um, across media, different, yeah, you're waving hot. That
1: is why your expertise, because you are a food photo journalist Mm -hmm. in this, this topic, talk a little bit about, dive a little bit into that. What do you think about the food photos from the fast food places?
2: Okay, so here's the thing. Obviously, when you're taking a food photo, when I'm taking a food photo, I need to make sure that the food looks good. Um, and a lot of times, there's, f- <laughs> there's like, for Campbell's Soup, I'm sorry, I'm probably going to ruin our <laughs> chances of sponsorship, <laughs> but for Campbell's Soup in particular, the the size that of um, a bowl, and I'm using air quotes again, that they use to show a big bowl of hot, warm comforting soup is actually much smaller than you would think because we'll get in with our camera and we make it look bigger. Now, I will say when I'm taking food photos, anything that you see on any of my social media threads, it's stuff that comes literally out of the kitchen from whatever restaurant that I'm, you know, that I'm in or it'll come out of my own kitchen. So I plate it and it's a full-size meal. It's not something that's microscopic that I'm making look more appealing. But with a lot of marketing photos to, like, just condense how much food that they're actually giving or producing or wasting, um, they will make it look larger than life. But really, it's not as big as you think.
1: And how many times have we heard that? I mean, (laughs) everybody complains that Subway sandwiches are not what they see in the advertisements yeah
2: and legally they're actually supposed to make it very similar to what you're actually eating so when you go to a subway if it's not looking like that photo post it you know change the change the uh what's the word i'm looking for (laughs) Change what is out there because it's it'll benefit you in the end if we as a mass, you know, show like, hey, this is what the product actually looks like versus what the commercials is showing.
1: And I'm wondering with the new this day and age, wouldn't it be it might be a good marketing gimmick for a fast food chain to actually show the real thing?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's where people's actual posts come into play, because they will like repost things um, on social media, not so much on the TV ads, but you know, or your magazine ads. But like, if you go to a Wawa, a Subway, you know, um, a pizza joint, any anything, if you post a picture up, chances are, if it's a good photo. They'll repost it. Right. Um, and no matter what, in their marketing, they want to make things look so delicious and tasty and succulent and um juicy but it's if it's 90, meat.
1: What you're saying is 99% of the time it's not real.
2: No, I'm not saying that it's not real. I'm saying that it sometimes gets goes from a like a smaller version of it. Like so they take a slight picture of a slider and it's, you know, marketed as Uh, a large, you know, beef um, burger.
1: Interesting. All right, let's keep going. Uh, McDonald's was actually sued because vegetarians won their lawsuit, $10 million, because McDonald's had said that their fries were cooked in vegetable oil, and they were actually not. So a bunch of vegetarians got together. They sued McDonald's, and they won a $10 million settlement. Uh, Because they found out that their fries are not cooked in vegetable oil. So that was interesting. filet fish was invented in 1962. You would think that it was invented for people that want to eat fish or pescatarians or whatever. It was actually invented because Lent, of Lent. Oh, really? They wanted to get sales for Lent, so they invented a filet fish that way, the Catholics, you know what I mean. You're celebrating yeah. Lent; you still can buy something.
2: I mean that, uh, that that does make sense, but then it had the added bonus of what, when everybody started coming out with being, you know, I'm a pescatarian or I'm a vegetarian, right. and um, so that that was beneficial to them.
1: All right, here's where I'm going to blow your mind. F- uh, Twenty-four minutes into the podcast, I am going to tell you something right now. That is going to blow away our audience. It's going to blow their minds. Here it is. ready? Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, actually worked for KFC for many years. Very close friend of Colonel Sanders. And Dave is the guy who invented the rotating sign out front, uh, you know, that the, the fast food places have. He actually bought the first Wendy's from the sale of that... Sign. He gave up his rights to the sign, uh, the design, and that is how he bought the first Wendy's. Interesting. Also, uh, Dave Thomas actually went back to get his GED at the age of sixty-one uh, because he had a lot of uh, a lot of people, uh, kids, saying to him, "Hey, man." You know, uh, I didn't. I why should I graduate of high school if you don't have a high school diploma, and you're so successful? So Dave Thomas, to his credit, actually went back to school at the age of sixty-one to get his GED. Before kale became the new hipster thing, right? The most popular, the biggest purchaser before it became the hipster thing, kale. The biggest purchaser of kale was actually Pizza Hut and they would use kale to decorate the salad bar.
2: <laughs> I mean, okay, so that's the thing is kale was always that ugly, you know, leaf that was, you know, under things and then all of a sudden everybody was eating it. Um I eat it. I love kale now and it has so much nutritional value, but I love it with salad dressing. I don't eat it straight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and what's interesting about kale is, I think in the '90s that is when that became. It was it was very unpopular for many years, and then I think in the '90s. Okay, here's an interesting thing. You're gonna love this. This is gonna blow your mind. Actually, Outback Steakhouse. When you see Outback Steakhouse commercials, etc., they always brag about Australia. The founders and the owners of Outback Steakhouse have zero to do with Australia, and the founders have never even been to Australia. So that was <laughs> a little interesting thing right there. Uh, Domino's, I knew this, and no one had to tell me, but I always always assumed this. Thank you. Uh, Dominoes used to have, remember the 30-minute guarantee with Domino's? They no. Would deliver, Domino's used to have an ad back in the 80s, that guaranteed your pizza would be delivered in 30 minutes or less, and it was a big deal. And if they didn't deliver it in 30 minutes or less, you would get free pizza. (coughs) This is obvious. That was stopped because of people getting in car wrecks. Oh, for real? They actually changed it over, yeah. So that, that was because people kept getting in. And think about it. If you're a company and you're going to make a 30-minute guarantee, aren't you really going to ha- cause car accidents? I mean, if you think about it.
2: Well, no, you're putting undue pressure onto your delivery drivers because then it's like, no, hurry up and go. Um, that's probably why you see delivery drivers still driving like a bat out of AG Double H- <laughs> <laughs> Hockey Sticks. Um, but it, it, it it's an unnecessary thing. You know, if you're going to buy something or have something delivered – Obviously, it's not going to be fresh out of the oven because it was driven to you.
1: Exactly. Uh, a couple more things real quick. We're going to go to break in about two minutes. There is actually a Burger King cologne. <laughs> oh, no. I got a hot date tonight.
2: No. <laughs> if, somebody, Burger King cologne. if somebody wore something like that, <laughs> I would I would just end the date there. I'd be like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. I was shocked to read that. Uh McDonald's has more money than Mongolia. So the company McDonald's has more of an income profit than the entire country of Mongolia.
2: (laughs) Where did you get these?
1: I love it. I'm loving this. The Queen of England actually owns a McDonald's franchise. Could you imagine going into the franchise owned by the Queen of uh, Queen of England? Do you know what the franchise that
2: she owns is? I do
1: not. It's oh. a Mac- no, no, no. It's McDonald's, but I don't know it's in England. Oh, oh she okay. She owns it. Yeah. So she,
2: she, well, I heard that if you own a franchise for McDonald's, you are actually only allowed to own it for a certain amount of years. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, cause I, my, my brother, um, owns a car shop in Berlin, New Jersey and he, one of his, uh, con, like continual customers owns a bunch of franchises for McDonald's. And part of the reason why is because they're constantly having to like turn it over. That's what they said.
1: Interesting. Coke and Pepsi are sold in every country around the world except North Korea. <laughs> That's sad.
2: That's interesting. And if you get Coke from a different country, the um, formula that they use is different. So if I've, I've gone over to France or um, sorry Spain and had a Coke there, and it was much different from the ones we, we drink here.
1: How about that? I want to give one more interesting fact. Uh, Coca-Cola was made with cocaine. Yeah. Uh, up until uh, the 60s. I
2: That's partially why they got the name.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, alcohol expert Matt Maratea will join us.
0: You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at Facebook.com. That's uh, forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram. KJW1972 and for sponsorship opportunities starting as low as $200 per episode email us at diningonadime at yahoo.com
1: right, we are back. This show is all about fast food. We spent the first 30 minutes giving you fascinating, mind blowing facts about fast food industry. Uh, We are about to get our alcohol expert Matt Maratea on the phone. Until uh, then, <laughs> let's go through and give some more fascinating facts. Yeah. Well,
2: actually, I was going to say until then, why don't I talk about the fact that you know we are talking about fast food and one of the thing you know something that everybody is a go to is ordering pizza. Sure. Um, just because we are in a new location and I don't think any of us have really checked out some of the ro- restaurants local to this area, I had ordered a pizza from a place called All About Crust um in Woodbury New Jersey and I just took the first bite, and I will say that it's at, at, the flavor and everything is very, very good. It's um, kind of a sweeter sauce that they used on it. Um, it has that grease, because I know everybody gets the the cheese pizzas, and they're like, you know, I like it with the grease, or I dab it. It definitely has that grease, but it's not overwhelming. Um, and I just, because we never talk about the food around here.
1: Right, and we're having a little difficulty with Matt maritea so we're going to keep going. Now, let's get into our fast food favorites. Uh, What what is your go-to pizza place when you order fast food? Mine is going to be uh, Papa John's. I just thought Papa John's was a little bit better than Domino's and Pizza Hut. What is your go-to fast food pizza?
2: um well <laughs> I travel for food because okay. I like food uh but I like an uh, pizza joint that does brick oven pizza with the leoparded the leopard spots um and for anybody who doesn't know that that's the brown spots that um that you get from the the uh, brick oven fire and it's like fluffy but then it has these big, Brown spots. And I really love it when the cheese kind of like melts and oozes, and like sometimes you get like that burnt cheese. Do you like burnt cheese?
1: I actually love burnt everything. I went to a barbecue one time, and they were going to throw hot dogs out, and I think we discussed this. Oh, yeah, you
2: told me about that. The hot dog. You eat burnt hot dogs. I don't know how you do that. They had 10 burnt
1: hot dogs on the grill. They were about to throw them in the garbage. I said, I'll take them.
2: And that's where they belong, in the garbage. (laughs) If you're out there, let us know if you eat burnt hot dogs and to what degree that that you like them burnt, because I'm suspecting you mean, like, full-on burnt oh
1: full-on burnt it was dark uh, dark black charcoal all the way, all it, the all way the, around all the way around oh. I, I was happy as anything and they were literally about to throw it in the garbage <laughs> and i was happy as a clam i took them uh it was great all right here we are the man of the hour the man with all the power matt maratea alcohol expert and new panelist in studio on Dining on the Dime, but he's going to join us by phone right now. Matt, how are you?
3: Hey, Kevin. How you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm a gravy train on biscuit wheels, my friend. <laughs> Go ahead. So what do you got? Give us your input on fast food.
3: Well, I mean, where can I start? Fast food has been a big part of my life. Uh, I, I played hockey competitively for a number of years, and I was up and down the eastern seaboard and i have had more than my share of fast food uh i think <laughs> when it comes down to it it's really hard to beat a burger and fries Any <laughs> right day I,
2: all right so uh, what always, kind of partial wedding too okay what kind of
3: the of... like the, the big three yeah
1: yeah, Amherst has a question, Matt.
2: I do. I keep cutting yeah. you off. I apologize. I was gonna say, what kind of um, beer would you pair with? Uh, say you you said Wendy's, a Wendy's burger and, yeah. and fries.
1: What would you do with that? What kind of beer would you? Because you're put the with
2: beer that? expert.
1: <laughs> yeah, he used an. I mean, uh,
3: with Wendy's, you just got to go classic. You know, you, you want your classic American lagers, right? You want something that's going to be crisp, clean, not going to get in the way of yeah you know, that glorious baconator, right? <laughs> the double patties, melted cheese, bacon, that hint of mayo that they put on.
2: All right. So, yeah. what would your favorite pizza um, be or pizza joint
3: for like fast food pizzas? Yeah, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for Pizza Hut. I love. Oh my goodness. Broth.
2: Do, are you talking I get, about the deep? I
3: get the, extra, I get the extra cheese and the stuffed crust <laughs> on a Pizza Hut pizza.
2: So you like it really, like, just gooey? Yeah.
3: My, if um, I'm, like, if,
1: if
2: Matt, I'm like
3: in the neighborhood slice, I want to it as fake as possible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I am anti Pizza yeah. Hut. Send us your emails. I'm anti Pizza Hut. I think it's too greasy.
2: It is definitely a greasy pizza. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So let's it's, debate it. What do you think, Matt? Pizza Hut too greasy? Yes or no? It's very
3: greasy and that's I think I, to me that's almost kind of the point, right? Since
2: so you would be the type so of person many places you can go. Yeah. yeah. You would be the type of person that if you order at a local joints pizza, you're looking for that um the almost the oils that come off of the pepperoni when it gets baked.
1: Right, Matt? I think we lost Matt. I was going to
2: say I think maybe we lost Matt. So what I'm talking about is you know when you order a pepperoni pizza, it in the it when you cook it, they, you know, you start out where they're flat, but then when you cook it they kind of like turn into little mini cups and all of that oil with the like the flavor of the pepperoni kind of like sits in the middle of it. So that when you pull that that piece of pizza out, you know, and if you put it on the side or whatever, you are inundated with the oil so if he likes the greasy pizza i would assume that he likes the pepperoni pizza simply because of that
1: and they also have good spaghetti at pizza Hut on their little buffet a lot of them have lunchtime buffets oh they do and the pasta is pretty good
2: it's been a really long time since i've gone to or even seen a pizza hut i although i know that they're coming back um along with little caesars um little caesars i've seen commercials on tv and they're like the $5 already (laughs) ready thing. So if you're looking for something that's like super cheap and easy, I mean, that definitely is it.
1: That's actually a good point. Matt Maratea is back. Matt, give us your input on fast food. Uh, What do you have prepared? Do you have anything? uh, What's your go-to spots? What do you like? But let me ask you one question first. Sure. How many times have you gotten a fast food milkshake and added booze? Have you done it?
3: Ooh, uh, probably <laughs> too many. <laughs> I think uh, my favorite one, I can't go wrong. I get the triple six, the chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry milkshakes from McDonald's. And then you add you know, your little nip of bourbon to that one. That, and then if you want to go crazy, just go to Sonic, get a bottle of schnapps, and go nuts. I mean, oh, between God. Milkshakes and the variety of flavors they've got there, you can find a pairing for anything. You okay. grab a little peach schnapps uh, and I'm, then boom.
2: Okay, Matt, I'm sorry, but peach schnapps, that's for like high school students. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that you're supposed to drink underage. I'll plug that. But um, l- let's just admit that, you know, at some point in time when we were, you know, underage, we all hit that peach schnapps because we thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. Um, as adults, there's so many better options out there. So really, peach schnapps, I mean, I'm down with the bourbon idea, but peach schnapps, what we about? The,
3: we're a Sonic, okay? This is not a highbrow <laughs> right now, okay? I'm, we're, we're okay, that's fair. Sonic sodas. We want something a little bit fruitier, okay? Now, if you're coming to, at me with, like, some type of, you know, if you're like, oh, well, let's get
2: some amaretto in the mix. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely work. <laughs> or like but. Kahlua, something. I mean, that's at least a little bit better. <laughs> Matt,
3: Matt, I actually
1: I had a cupcake with Kahlua
2: icing the other day. Oh, And it's so good, right?
1: Matt, somebody told yep. me they just texted us. They said they need you mm-hmm. to try Checkers uh, with their very thick milkshakes, and they want you to pour uh, yeah, pour booze in that.
2: I believe there's a Checkers um, off of Broad Street. There's, there's- in Philly, yeah,
3: it's on, it's on, yeah, it's on the corner of uh, Broad and Girard. Uh, yeah. I've stopped there many a time.
2: Exactly, it's the right yep. there in Temple University.
1: And we just had someone uh, contact us and say they want you to try the checkers milkshake, which is super thick, and I want you to add booze to that.
2: <laughs> I feel like that's I a mean, nice I'm, challenge. I'm for the challenge, yeah. Because hey Matt, I challenge you. Let's do that with Nifty's fifties. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, because Nifty 50 is, okay. an, yeah. is another fast food joint, but you can actually um, request how thick you want it.
1: Matt, mm-hmm. let's t- let's talk to you about an industry type thing. What is your opinion on fast food? Emma made a good point in the beginning of the show. Uh, she's like, "Hey, I'll go there out of necessity. It's not her go-to." Matt Maratea, just so our listeners at home know, is an excellent cook. Uh, he does a great job on our other show. Uh, learn about World Cuisine because he cooks. Matt, as a cook, what is your view of the industry of fast food? How do you view it?
3: Well, uh, like I was talking about before, uh, when I was growing up playing hockey, uh, you know, and me and my brothers, we've all played. My sister was a competitive figure skater. We've spent a ton of time uh, on the road. So we've really had to sort of rely on fast food and just always being able to have those options where you pretty much know what you're getting and you know it's going to be typically hot and warm at it'll work but you can't eat it probably as often as i did or as often as a lot of folks do but you know they're simple concepts that you can execute all over this country i mean it's a great uh industry and i think it's one going to have to go through a lot of changes uh, eventually. Right. But I think we're seeing they're making those steps already.
1: And, and you know, with the crisis that happened with the pandemic, they were actually already prepared, right? Because they had drive-through windows.
3: Yeah, yeah. They've already had the drive-through windows. But I think more importantly, uh, you're going to see them, they're going to be forced to shift to, uh, you know, maybe a menu that's a little more, forward about the ingredients then they're going to have to use perhaps higher quality stuff they're going to have to work on you know a certain level of basic nutrition and you know you're going to see a lot more of the meatless options or maybe things that aren't fried so much
1: and we just discussed that that some mcdonald's salads are actually higher in calories than a big mac so i know what you're saying yeah and Matt, what about booze? I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm serious about this. You're an alcohol <laughs> expert. Uh, what is your opinion uh, with booze? Like, say, I want to create a uh, alcohol for my party from a fast food mm-hmm. joint. Is is milkshakes what you would do, or how would you incorporate booze into a uh, a fast food uh, order?
3: Well, I think. Milkshakes are uh, a great way to do it. Or if you wanted to sort of give your take on it, right? Everybody loves French fries. right? Oh, okay. So you would just try, try to recreate whatever your favorite fast food French fry is, but do it with a beer batter.
1: Oh, oh,
2: oh nice. I love beer battered f- fries. It's oh so good. They're so crunchy. Or say
3: it's, uh, what is it? it it's lent. Right. Right. Uh, that's that time of year, especially for people who still observe the no meat uh, tradition. That's when I have like my six fillet of fishes that I have every year, all during that season. <laughs> you can give yourself, uh, you know, you can beer batter yourself a nice little fish fillet.
1: That's actually brilliant. And uh, another thing we just mentioned, Matt, that the fish fillet was invented in 1962 solely because of Lent. I thought it was yep. the. I thought it was to cater to vegetarians and you know, et cetera. It's not. It was invented so they can get some sales during Lent. Matt, we have a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's plug this outstanding podcast. Matt has his own podcast. Talk, tell our audience about it.
3: Well, uh, my podcast is I talk in depth about uh, beer of my choice for the week, and then I do a larger, more general conversation. Uh, about some of the bigger sports topics going on. Uh, I sort of ruminate on a little bit of sports history uh, because that crosses a lot of what my favorite things are. And uh, it's called the Sporting Chance Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, SoundCloud. I have a Twitter and Instagram uh, handle for it at the Sport Chance Pod. Those are active. You can always find updates there. Uh, You can also find me anywhere on the social medias at Mmaritea 22 Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, I'm all over the place. I'm always active, responsive. And Wendy's breakfast sandwich, the breakfast baconator, might be the greatest of all time. I (laughs) wanted to add that. (laughs) All
1: right. We're going to go to break. Matt, thank you again for an outstanding contribution. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Thanks, Matt.
3: Awesome. Thank you,
1: guys. All right. Let's take a break. Hey, everyone, check out our new podcast. It's called Learn About World Cuisine. Each week, we take a different country, Greece, Italy, Ireland, and we examine the country itself, and we examine the cuisine, and we give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine. Uh, Our beer expert, Matt Maratea, also is on the show, and he'll give you the best alcohol pairings with that cuisine. My co-host, Peter DeFeo, is a world traveler. So what happens is we give you mind-blowing facts about the country and the cuisine, and then my co-host, Peter DeFeo, gives you his real-life experience in that country. It's a fascinating show. If you like to learn and have fun at the same time, go to your favorite podcast platform and search Learn About World Cuisine, and you're going to love the show. Also, go to Google and put in Learn About World Cuisine Podcast. And if you like to learn and have fun at the same time, you're going to love that show. Okay, we are back. And just so everyone knows, the brand, Dining on a Dime, is going to rotate every week. One week will be with Wildfire with Dining on a Dime. The next week, it will be Learn About World Cuisine. So every single Sunday or every single week, You'll have a new uh, product to listen to uh, from the Dining on a Dime brand. Okay, let's go through a couple more. I'm, not, I'm actually, I don't know why, but I'm actually fascinated by these, by these interesting facts. So let's keep going on them. <clears throat> uh, annual fast food revenue is $110 billion, and that is one of the reasons why uh, one of our regular listeners... Uh, Larry has suggested we cover fast food. This show has been fabulous so far, Uh, but the annual revenue in fast food is $110 billion. I don't think we can ignore it.
2: No, you can't ignore that. Um, I mean, and again, fast food is definitely a popular choice. Think about how many pla- how many times somebody goes and travels. You know, where are you going to eat? Uh, most times, you're just going, especially long trips. You're going to just want to go into a fast food joint, order like drive like through the drive through, order what you want to eat, and then just keep going. It's an easy fix. Or you know, I just got off of work. I'm so tired, I don't want to cook. What do you do? You go to the drive-through because it's, it's ready a, in five minutes. Exactly, um, it's a it's something where you just don't have to think about it. Um, if you're doing it on a regular basis, it's a, not a healthy choice. Although I will say that there are definitely places that are trying to be a little bit healthier. Um, you had mentioned some, or Matt had mentioned that the um, healthier options or huh. going through like what's actually bit in the ingredients. Um, I, there's a place, Habit Burger Grill. I'll plug that. They um they actually started offering healthier options. They have a tuna burger, which is for fast food actually quite good. If whenever I go there, that's what I order. Is their their ahi tuna? Um, if you are don't have a Habit Burger around you. Uh, look, to, look it up, maybe see if you can tra- franchise it, because clearly that is a lot of money.
1: Well, we talk, I don't know if we talked about it, but one of the most fascinating facts I found out about this particular episode is that Chipotle mm-hmm. was actually invented by a guy who graduated culinary school. And he threw a couple dollars at the franchise Chipotle, and he ended up being a multimillionaire. But the reason he invested in Chipotle was, hey, man, maybe I'll make a couple dollars to open a fine dining (coughs) spot because he had just graduated culinary school interesting things like that.
2: That is. Now, have you eaten at a Chipotle? I
1: have, but they charged me a fortune for extra guacamole.
2: Oh, yeah. The guacamole there is. So is... I have
1: not been back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the guacamole at Chipotle is actually good, but it's they don't give you a lot for how much they charge. Exactly. It's, um, it's outrageous. It is, it is a little over the top in, in expense, but, um, but it is good. They have really good food for considering they're a fast food. Casual restaurant,
1: and the founder was a trained chef who wanted to get a couple of extra dollars uh, to, you know, open his own fine dining. So that's probably why the food is so good.
2: Now, have you um, eaten at a Panchero's before?
1: I had pand- Pan Panera bread.
2: No, Panera bread, not Panera bread. That's different. Panchero. Pancharo. Is, is No, it's and
1: I, I, be- I believe the people on the West Coast are going to kill me. I know. I've never heard of it.
2: Okay, so it's it's another one that's you know, supposed to be like uh, Chipotle. They serve burritos and quesadillas and, and whatnot. Except, in my opinion, it's like the subway of Mexican food. Um, you go and you order like down the line like you would at um, Chipotle, except I think the quality is not as good. So if I were to recommend, you know, Chipotle versus Panchero's, definitely 100% Chipotle.
1: Okay. All right, what we're going to do is every show, we have to give you the best bang for your buck. That's Dining on a Dime. We're looking for sponsors, so I have to plug the best bang for your buck no matter what topic we do in order to stay true to the brand. But let's roll through these real quick. I'm going to give a couple quick uh, facts, and then (coughs) I'm just going to give about five or ten best bang for your bucks. Two minutes before the podcast ends, we will do our plugs. All right, here we go. Shaq owns 10% of Five Guys. I I don't believe this, but Chick-fil-A, they say, is actually closed on Sundays due to the owner's hatred of Sundays and not because religious purposes.
2: No, I think it's religious purposes. Yeah, because he's very religious.
1: Okay. White Castle was the first fast food chain in 1929. Here's what's interesting about that. Burger King, I believe, was 19—or, I'm sorry, McDonald's was, I believe, 1948. So everyone, uh, you know, praises McDonald's. They had that movie with Michael Keaton. Actually, uh, White Castle was there 30 years before.
2: And, and you're talking about movies. I'm going to say that White Castle be, came onto my radar only because of I, I don't actually remember the movie. And, you know, feel free if you're listening. Oh, I know
1: what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah.
2: And it's like w- something about Good Burger. But it's yeah. I know yeah. They That was White Castle. And I know that that made White Castle such a beloved thing for college students.
1: And they were there since 1929. So think about that. And They don't get the <coughs> recognition that McDonald's does. Uh, most fast food logos are bright red and yellow because it stimulates hunger. Bright red and yellow stimulates hunger. If you notice and you guys are sitting in a dark room and have nothing else to think about, uh, most fast food logos are bright red or yellow because it stimulates hunger.
2: And blue actually turns people off to, to wanting to eat oh, it. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, apparently blue is uh, a deterrent. <laughs>
1: All right, let's roll through these. Uh, Fifty-six minutes into the podcast, I will give you to to uh, to appease our potential sponsors. I will give you best bang for your buck, fast food. Then fifty-eight, we're going to start doing the plugs. Uh, Subway's Italian BMT is named after the Brooklyn Manhattan Transit. It is, has nothing to do with food. So when you go to Subway Italian BMT, has nothing to do with food. It's Brooklyn Manhattan Transit. Huh. Which is a, a form of transportation. Pizza Hut sued Papa John's because they claim fresher ingredients do not make a better pizza. And they actually sued Papa John's. I think that was a publicity stunt.
2: Possibly. But
1: they actually sued Papa John.
2: I mean, you know what Papa John's nickname is, right?
1: Right, exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, McDonald's is the largest buyer of beef, pork, and potatoes in the entire world. And that is obvious, I think. Uh the first bucket of KFC was sold in 1952. Um
2: I, I you have to wonder like did like what made them document this?
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. You know,
2: like <laughs> where where somewhere in KFC was somebody like we're selling the first bucket.
1: <laughs> Hong Kong and not the United States is actually the largest consumer of fast food. I would have thought the USA, it's not, it's Hong Kong. Uh, after leaving KFC, Colonel Sanders was very bitter and badmouthed the company several times. McDonald's is the number 1 Christmas Day destination in Japan. It's tradition in Japan, there's a lot of families go to McDonald's on Christmas Day you can use Coke as a toilet bowl cleaner <laughs> just so you know
2: if you I, I want somebody out there one of our listeners to do this sure. Coke is so acidic um, that if you put a nail or a penny in it and leave it overnight apparently it dissolves the the nail or penny
1: okay let's keep this is interesting Popeye's chicken is not named after Popeye the sailor Popeye's chicken is actually named after a character in the movie the French Connection It is not named after Popeye the Sailor Man. Uh, Taco Bell started out selling burgers. The guy who founded Taco Bell, his last name is Bell. That's why Bell's in the name. But they started out selling burgers and saw this huge success of McDonald's, so they switched it to Mexican food. Hmm. Uh, Coffee shop, the the machines in the coffee shop, like I go to Sunoco, they have those machines where you get your coffee. Oh, they're
2: like the weird vending machines.
1: No, no, no. You get your cup and you just pour the coffee. Wawa has it. Uh, oh, yeah. oh,
2: the cure. Um, yeah, those things.
1: Uh, they actually are cleaned with chemicals that could get in the first cup of the day that can harm you. So if you go to a Sunoco, Wawa, whatever. And you get the pull the lever to get your coffee there. Those machines are actually cleaned with a chemical that can make you sick. So if you're the first cup, you have a possibility of getting sick.
2: Well, then I would just kill some of the cup, I would pour and toss. Right, right. (laughs) All right, let's get that's enough with the facts now to
1: satisfy our core base. Let's do a couple, and then 58 will do the plugs. Uh, Let's do a couple of the best bang for your buck at particular. restaurants or fast food restaurants okay at five guys an order of hand cut fries is around four dollars and they give you a ton of fries so that's probably the best bang for your buck on that menu
2: yeah i mean but you're not getting nutrients you're getting fries
1: (laughs) (laughs) obviously taco bell has a dollar cravings menu with a dollar 29 soft taco so that is your best bang for your buck there Wendy's has a value menu. I heard that's 5 for 5 or four, 4 for
2: $5. I don't know, but I think everybody like all most of the fast food chains have a value menu now.
1: Exactly. Dunkin Donuts. You can get a bacon egg and cheese bagel for just 3.59. So that is a, that is probably your best bang for your buck there. Arby's has a Greek We did a Greek show and I was told I pronounced it wrong. Greek gy, gyro. Gyro. He, gyro. Uh, they have one for less than $5. <clears throat> uh, Chick-fil-A, the chicken sandwich, is $3.89. That's probably the best bang for your buck on their menu. Uh, Subway now has a five nineteen dollars cold-cut combo for just $5.19. That's probably the best bang for your buck at Subway. Uh, Starbucks has a baking Gouda and egg breakfast sandwich for just $3.95. Probably the best bang for your buck on that menu. Oh, here it is. Burger King. Has a five for four dollar deal, so if you go to Burger King, that's the best bang for your buck on that menu. Uh, Checkers has three dollars for five boneless wings, so that's not too bad. Uh, Dairy Queen has two for four dollar snack deal, and Domino's is offering a seven ninety nine three topping large carry out pizza, mm. so that's probably the best bang. And uh, Pizza Hut also has a three topping pizza for eleven ninety nine. So what would your go-to be?
2: um, This isn't necessarily food, but I'm going to circle back to the add booze to it. Um,
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, we're almost out of time. Oh, we are? All right. Let's get our plugs. Uh, Dining on a Dime is available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. So I want to make sure everyone knows that. Spotify is huge. We're available on Spotify. Spotify. Co-host Amorous Pollock, food photojournalist. How can we hire you? How can we get a hold of you?
2: You can get a hold of me by um, look going on any of my social media threads. Uh, I'm like Matt. Most of my handles are A R Pollock, as in the fish, U S. And if not, I'm under Amorous Pollock. You can look me up, slide into my DM, or send me a you know some sort of message on the the normal thread and that's how you can get in touch with me and
1: real quick because you did a great job on this show you are a food photo journalist plus you write so people can hire you for freelance writing correct
2: yes that is true
1: and what is the email address for them to contact
2: ad at gmail yeah just add at gmail
1: okay there we go Uh, i want to thank everyone for being dedicated to the show during the uh during the crisis Uh, We are one of the few shows that did very well every week, despite people not being able to drive into work or home from work or going to the gym. So I want to thank everyone for their support. Uh, We will be back in two weeks. Dining on a dime at Yahoo.com to send us suggestions. If you have show topics, you want to know the best bang for your buck at different areas? We will be more than happy. Dining on a dime Yahoo.com. Thank you very much. We'll see you in two weeks.
0: To uh, view hundreds of restaurant reviews and photos from Philadelphia restaurants, and to get more information about the Dining on a Dime podcast, go to www.phillyrestaurantreviews.com.